Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Quickly this morning, we're going to press on into the Word of God. And we push on to the third part of the series, Small Steps, Giant Outcomes. Today's uh, message is subtitled, How Do I Get Started? How do I get started? We've talked about small steps. We're talking about small steps. We talk about the joy of starting small, but how do I get started? Wherever you are, no matter how powerful you are, no matter how anointed you are, no matter how good you are in your career, in your skills, there comes a time in life that you are confronted with something that actually is quite daunting. I don't know whether you have watched some of those um, shows on TV that they talk about the strongest man on earth, strongest man, and they are lifting weight and lifting tires. And then there comes a point that they can't lift a particular weight. And that's why the question of how do I get started, the first point we're going to talk about today is you are not alone. Say that I am not alone. No matter who you are, in your quest for progress in life, you come across a situation that you realize that, wow, this is quite daunting. Especially when the task is huge. Especially in an area where you have struggled in the past or somewhere where you have not yet attempted. Something you have tried several times or failed. Some people just stop at a level where they feel, you know, I've tried and tried. But this year you will make progress in Jesus' name. The key test for we have this year was from a man, Paul. Paul was an anointed man. Paul the apostle, a very strong man. He got to a point in his life that Paul himself had to say, even I myself, I am pressured beyond life. Situations occurred in his life that he felt this was too much for him. And yet it was the same Paul that took over cities. The same Paul that confronted a whole city. He took a team with him to go and take over the whole land. And Paul said, we were pressured beyond life. So Saul was not a weak king. He was actually quite fearful in his early days. But a day came upon Saul that Saul confronted Goliath. He had to hide until David showed up, a little boy. And when David showed up in 1 Samuel chapter 17, the Bible says that, that Goliath was already, he was coming out every single day. He was threatening them. When David showed up with his sling, Goliath looked at him and he said, do you think I'm a dog that you have come to me with sticks? But this is going to be the end of your life. But he didn't know what he didn't factor was who has come with David. David has not come to Goliath by himself. Now that he has come alone. David realized, I am not alone. Someone said, I'm not alone. David was a man who knew why and what he uses to war. Bible says in the song that we sang this morning. He says in a song this morning, the fragrance to fire, the force when you want to understand the secret of my warfare, it starts with the fragrance and then it turns into fire. 
My dear friends, when I come to battle, my worship is my weapon. When we talk about the God who have come to me into warfare, he is not, he's not a God that fights with the Navy or with the Army or the Air Force. This is a God that fly, he, he fights with water turned to blood. My God, he has flies as his soldiers. My God has dust, dust of the earth as his soldiers. He can turn hailstones into a city. How do you capture that? My God has death in his company. Are you listening to me? My God who has come to battle with me this year, he is a God who can use boys, 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 boys to fight my enemy. He said, this is how I fight my battle. Any enemy in my path, my God will send boys ahead of them. He will send death are you listening to me? When you know you are not alone in your battle, you understand that the king who has come with you, that's what David said. He said, I have come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the captain of the Lord of, he said he is the king of Israel. He is the Lord of the armies, the Lord of the armies of Israel. That's what he said in 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 45. The armies of Israel, the armies of Israel, they are not one. Look at that scripture. The armies of Israel. It's not one type of soldiers he has got. He has got all kinds of people in his ammunition. He can bring out anyone, anyhow. This God is the God who is coming out with you this year. He's the God who is fighting your battle. He said, this is the way I win my battle. The fragrance of my worship, he rose up to the Father. Noises, thunderings. How do you fight that? Earthquakes. When I call upon my God, he sent earthquakes ahead. Ahead against my enemies. You must know, my friends, that when you start your journey, you are not starting alone. You might seem little, but you are not alone. Somebody say, I'm not alone. He is the God who is starting with me. The Lord who has called me is faithful. Faithful is he who is with me. Bible says he is with me. Amen. You must understand that this God is the God who has called you to start. Even though it might seem little, but this God is with you. That's what Moses said to us in Exodus chapter 33 verse 14. God said to him, said, and he said, my presence shall go with you. This year, God's presence will go with you. I don't know who you are. You might be going for that hospital appointment. God's presence will go with you. Into that interview room, God's presence will go with you. Into that courtroom, God's presence will go with you. In the name of Jesus, on that operating theater bed, my, my God says, God's presence will go with you. He said, I will give you rest. This year, receive rest. Receive rest on all sides. Rest from your enemies. Rest from battles. Rest from fighting. In the name of Jesus. In Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6. He says, be strong and be of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. I want to show you the difference. He said, do not fear or be afraid. Fear is on the inside. Fear of what's going to happen. Fear of how this thing will look like. He said, or be afraid. Afraid of what you can see. When it comes to afraid, he says, it's what you are looking at. You are looking at a report. You are looking at the statistics. He said, don't be afraid of what you are looking at. Do not fear on the inside. Neither be you be afraid of what you are looking at through the mirror. My Bible says that God says, I will go with you. He said, it is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. This year, in the name of Jesus, as you start, and you are starting with God, know that God will not leave you. How many God will not leave you? 
he will not forsake you. In your career, he will not leave you. In your home, he will not leave you. In your thinking, he will not leave you. In order to lay your hands on. I love this scripture in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. The 16th ever, the 16th verse, the part one. He says that now the Lord of peace himself. The Lord of peace himself. I love this. He's not sending any other one. He's himself. The Lord of peace himself will he give you peace. Always. By all means. Please look at that scripture very, very closely. The Lord of peace himself. He will give me peace. Always. By all means. Do you know what all means? It means God will have to move anything he has to move. So that there can be peace in your home. God does not care who he has to kick out of the way. Because God has to do it by all means. The God of peace himself. He himself. He will give you peace himself. Always. Somebody say always. Always. He said he himself will give you peace himself. Always by all means. So when you see God fighting, not with the regular army, not with, not with the regular soldiers, and he's using boys, he's using sleeplessness upon your enemies. They can't sleep in the night. That's how my God fights. He fights always by all means. He's making papers to disappear. Accusation against your life. He's making emails that were sent against you to disappear. He's sending bugs into a computer system that has been programmed against your life by all means. You must understand what I'm talking about this morning. So when it comes to you praying this year, you have to say, my God, who will always, by all means, somebody say, by all means, say, by all means, he will fight for me. He will fight for me. There is a house you are praying for. It is yours. It is right now occupied by someone else. But God by all means. God by all means. He's going to shit people out of your way. By all means. This year. By all means. This year. Receive your progress. Receive your progress. By all means. By all means. That's the God you serve. He said you have tried on this mountain long enough. You are shifting into a bigger space. You are shifting to a higher level. By all means, God is shifting you. God is shifting you. By all means, when you read the scriptures, don't lose out some, don't lose out some important things. Because your God fight through all ways. If he can keep somebody sleepless. If he can stop somebody's car to just have break down because they are going to a meeting against your life by all means he can use a traffic jam by all means by all means he will give you peace this year why is it important because peace is the foundation of your increase peace knowing fully where daddy is here with me that's how you can progress that's how when you have a dream in the night that is shaking you, you are not afraid because you know he's here with me. He's here with me. There came a time when my wife used to have some kind of weird dreams, bad dreams, eating all kind of stuff, and then God gave me peace. And I started getting worried because after some fast, that's when peace had entered my heart. And I said, did you enjoy the food? He said, what are you talking about? Did you enjoy the food? Eat the food. Enjoy it. Nothing can stop your blessing. By all means, receive your progress. 
receive your progress in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are connecting this morning, I command you in the name of Jesus who called us out, receive your progress. By all means. Number two, sharpen your vision. Sharpen your vision. Be clear about really what God is saying. Where is leading me to? Sharpen your vision. Every divine progress that you encounter this year, it begins with a God-given vision. You must be clear about what God is showing you and where God is taking you. You must be very clear. This is important. How do I get started? Because I know where I'm going. You must be clear where you're going. God hasn't called you this year to an aimless journey or wandering around. No. Wherever you find yourself tomorrow is a function of actually what you see today. That's important. So the question is what do you see right now? Begin to see as God sees you. And when God spoke to Abraham in Genesis 15, he said, Abraham, you are saying you are still worrying about this matter, I promise you. It's okay, lift up your eyes to the, to the skies. Can you count the number of stars? He said, no, that's it. If you can't count the stars in the sky, and you cannot count the dust at the seashore, that's how much you cannot count the children I'll give to you. So, the Bible said Abraham believed God at that point. So his vision now changed to just thinking, okay, maybe God just give me one or two. No, no. His vision changed from that moment. He began to see himself. He began to call himself Father, as God called him. When Jesus Christ was on the cross and he hung there, and the Bible says that the people were all jeering and sniggering, and people were thinking, <laughs> he's finished. Look at him. He called himself a king. Here he is. This is the end of the king of the Jews. The Bible said Jesus Christ, he endured the cross because why? He looked straightly. He could look beyond the cross. He endured the cross because that was a joy. That was a joy beyond the cross. He set his vision beyond the cross. He could see beyond the cross. He was rejoicing because beyond the cross even though there is pain right now. My dear friend, you may have to go through this pain now. But you must see beyond this pain. In the name of Jesus. Success is not any arrival. Not at all. It's not just any arrival. It is making progress in the right direction that God has called you for. He's, he's making progress. He's getting to where God said you are getting. That's when there's success. That's where you are success. Number three. How do I get started? Believe that you can do the impossible. Say, I can do the impossible. I want you to understand something that is nothing called I can't. You don't even know of the fullness of the potential on the inside of you. The word I can't is a language of losers. I can never pass this exam. I can never make it in this country. I can never buy this house. I can never get married again. I can never get healed from this sickness. The word I can't is for losers. And you are not a loser. God didn't create you as a loser. Jacob felt, I will go to the grave with this my pain. But he didn't know all the things he complained about. Nothing was wrong with it. 
Friends, your true potential is not in what you have done before or what you are right now. Your true potential is not in anything you have seen at all. Actually, your true potential and your destiny lies in the God who created you. When you pick up a seed, the potential of the seed is in the tree that it came from. It's a tree. It's a little seed right now. But for you to know the potential of the seed, you have to know the caliber of the tree, where it came from. Christ will always place a demand on us. He will always place. When you talk about progress, you're asking God, place a demand on me to push me to a direction I've never experienced before. Why? Because it will bring you into confrontation with the things which you actually thought. You didn't know, but you possess on the inside of you. Everything we need for progress is on the inside right now. But it will take pressure to bring it out. In Mark chapter 6 verse 37, Jesus Christ asks his disciples, he said, you give them something to eat. Before that day, they never knew that they could feed 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. They never knew that. But when he told them, you give them something to, he actually brought them into a situation in their life that they discovered a new potential that they never saw before. Do you know that after that day, they asked them, have you ever seen five people, 5,000 people fed? They would say, oh yes, we did it last week. This year, in the name of Jesus, God will bring you into a level beyond anything you have ever seen before. In the name of Jesus, you will scale over that limitation. You are removing every self-imposed limitation in the name of Jesus. Remove the limitation on your giving. Remove the limitation on your service. Remove the limitation on your loving. Remove that self-imposed limitation. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Friends, the potential that God gave everything is related to the source. That's how it is. Related to the source. Everything. Everything you see. Because God himself, he created us in his own image. Let us make man in our own image. That's why we should never tell ourselves, I can't. Amen. Wow. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 9 verse 23. He said to us, he said, if you can believe it, all things are possible to those who believe. You know, I cannot remember first time we said we should do 24-hour day prayer, 24-hour prayer in the church. I remember. And we said that time that everybody in the church must pray for two hours each. Some people said to me, the pastor, what about those who can't do it? So I've never done it before. No, I don't think I can do two hours. No, we say everybody must do two hours. And it's 24-hour prayer. What happened that time is that many people who thought they can't do two hours, many of them did five hours. But they said to themselves, I've never done this before. I never knew I could do that. This is many, many years ago. Then we pushed the three days prayer chain after that 24-hour. What, what I want you to understand is every time God wants to push you forward in life, God will bring you into a situation that you think, wow, can I really do this? But it's already on the inside of you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Each time God places a demand on your potential, it's because your promotion is near. 
I see somebody promoted this year. You have been promoted in every area, promoted in every angle. In the name of Jesus, receive it here. Receive it there. In the name of Jesus. Number four, have faith. Have faith. It's not enough to have a quick and a clarified vision. It's not enough. You must believe God for the realization of that vision. You must believe God. Faith is what gives motion to vision. And motion is what leads to progress. I repeat that. Faith is what gives motion to your vision. And motion is what leads to progress. You must have faith. Every year we come with its own level of challenge. So as we talk about progress, you must understand that there will be challenges. But you cannot allow those challenges to limit your ability to believe and to act. You need a faith that is higher than the challenges you see. You need to understand, well, I see you. I see the challenge. But I believe that that is God who has spoken. And I'm pushing ahead anyway. And that's where the scripture comes in. Which is, uh, we're going to get there when Paul was speaking. But the Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes. You see the word overcome means there is a problem to overcome. There is a challenge to overcome. Whatever is born of God. Say, I am born of God. I am born of God. My vision is born of God. And I overcome whatever comes my way. That's what it is. He said, even our faith, we overcome. We overcome. After Abraham had gotten his vision sharpened. And he could believe God. And then later on he received the promise. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11. This Abraham. When you read Hebrews chapter 11. From verse 17. Have a look at it from verse 17. It says by faith Abraham. By faith Abraham. When he was tested. He offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises, now, he offered up his only. Now, what's interesting? He's the only one he has, but he offered his only begotten. He offered up his only begotten son. Keep going. He said, of whom it was said in Isaac shall your seed be called. And concluded. How did he do that? He concluded. What's your conclusion this year? concluding that God was able to raise him up. I said in the name of Jesus, everything God has said concerning you, he is able. Say God is able. God is able. He seems dead, but God is able. He is able to raise him from the dead. He received him figuratively. He saw him dead, he received him. He concluded. You know when there is a conclusion you don't argue anymore. Faith requires a conclusion from you. Here is the conclusion of the matter I'm not shifting. You must come to that point. That's faith. 
Here is the, is the conclusion of the matter. I'm no longer arguing this. Here it is. I draw the line. You must come to that point. That's faith. And I'm going ahead with God. You know, I looked at this when you bought a flight. No, not many of us are boarding flights these days anymore, but this season will be over. But when you board the flight and you sit, put on your belt and you're getting ready for a nice flight, you didn't ask for the certificate of the pilot. Have you, have you, have you actually noticed that? You just believe the airline that a qualified pilot is going to take you to your destination. As far as you sleep, you sleep. You are not even wondering. So when there is turbulence, you are, you are, there's a pilot there. You have enough faith in the pilot, you didn't see the certificate. How much more God? God who spoke to you. Do you understand? This is where you should understand. Faith works because you have believed that there is an authority that spoke. And you have received the word of that airline. That's how it works. I pray that this year you will not have faith failure. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Number five. Diligence and pressing on. How do I start? You need to start with diligence. And you need to press on. You need diligence. You need to press on with it. For you to go forward in life, you must be spiritually, mentally, physically committed to your task. You want to go forward. You must be physically, mentally, emotionally committed to your task. This is important. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 verse 29. It says, see the man who is diligent in his business. He shall stand before kings and not before mean men. The only way you're going to get to kings and stand before kings because you are diligently pushing things. You are pushing things. The world is always looking for the best. In Babylon, they said, look among the sons of the Hebrews, the slaves, select the good ones, select the best, the bright. Babylon looks for the best. Do you understand this? They don't have time for this. They already say, we are not the best. We are not going anywhere. Anyway. The devil is not interested. But because he knows you are the best, you are getting better and getting better. So he shows interest. The way you overcome that is, you stand your ground by being better. You know in the God in whom you are believed. Do you understand this now? Be diligent. Progress has no room for idleness. There's no room. The Bible says that. No mean. In Proverbs 12, verse 24, it says, The hand of the diligent shall be a rule. In your career, you will be a rule. You don't just say, Okay, we're working from home now. I can just do little. You know, life is easy now. I just do a little bit and then I'll close my computer and then I'm okay. No. You be a rule. But how far you challenge yourself even much more. say that, you know, you are working for the government so you will not excel. As a matter of fact, your target must be working for yourself. It's just a landing, that's just a stepping stone. Get what you can get and work for yourself. 
Use this opportunity to develop the dimensions that are within you. Because God spoke it. Does not mean that you are not going to put in the effort. When the word of the Lord came to Abraham. And God said to him in Genesis chapter 12. He had already told him in Genesis 11. In chapter 12 when God called him. Abraham had to physically relocate. Abraham had to leave physically. For him to inherit the spiritual. So in everything God says to you, there is the need for a physical action to meet the spiritual promise. Every accomplishment in life is a function of your commitment to duty. Progress doesn't just jump on people. I have a teenager in my house that thinks he's smarter and more experienced in life than me. He tells me, Daddy, it's not deep. It's not deep. I said, life is deeper than you think, my son. It's not deep. It's not deep. Life is not shallow. While the world says there's a lockdown, some people are moving forward. You think there's a lockdown. Nobody's going to school. There are people going to university. Why there's a lockdown? And I mean there is secondary school. They are already assessing things beyond the syllabus of their level. Why there is a lockdown? You can't say there is a lockdown. I can't push my career. I can't push that. There is a lockdown, but that actually is a disguise. It's a time that God has shielded the, the young boy. He has put him in Egypt. Why there is a lockdown? Something just hits me right now. <laughs> God had to hide the young man in Egypt. That was a lockdown. Meanwhile, he was killing the men who were looking for him. Why there is a lockdown? There are people actually before this lockdown, they have said in this company you are not going further. They have said you will not rise beyond this level. And God created a lockdown. So their office politics can no longer happen against you. Why there is a lockdown? Meanwhile, you are moving forward. By the time the lockdown is over, you are above them. That's a word for somebody. <laughs> Why there is a lockdown? So the Bible said in Isaiah 54, verse 2 to 3, it says, enlarge the place of your tent. That's a physical effort. He said, let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. God didn't say, I will do that for you. You have to enlarge it. Make room for yourself. Enlarge your capacity to give. Enlarge the avenues. Enlarge the mindset. Unless there is an enlarged capacity, more cannot be pushed through. Are you listening to me? Many people have narrowed down the opportunity for God to push more into their life. You know, I only do this little. I only give this little. I only pray this little. As long as you have little, you have limited your opportunity to push through, you don't have much more. But if you are saying, God, push more through me. More comes in. More comes in. Because the, the funnel becomes enlarged. Enlarge the place of your dwelling. Stretch your curtains. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. You shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations. Is that for you this morning? Say, I receive it. 
Say, keep on pressing. Keep on pressing. That's what the apostle said. He said, therefore, I press on. I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on. Press on. To higher, higher, higher. Press on to the mark of a prize of a high calling in God, in Christ Jesus. Friend, if you are not ready to press, you are neither a candidate for the prize, nor you are, are you qualified for the progress. If you are not pressing, for God wants you to press. No matter how great your faith or how bright your vision is, until you press, you don't enjoy that progress. Don't have a relaxed lifestyle. Pressing must be in the face of frustration. Press. Keep on pressing. With tears in your eyes, press. With time running low, press. With men leaving you, press. With everything working against you, press. Keep on pressing. Don't take your eyes off the goal. Don't take your eyes off the goal. But one thing you should take your eyes off is yesterday. Take your eyes off yesterday's failure. Take it off yesterday's success. Press into new heights. SCC, press higher. Press more. Press beyond your best of yesterday. Press beyond what was best for HCC. Press higher. As a family, press. Don't tell yourself, at least we are better than some people. At least we are better than some people. No, press more. To whom much is given, much is expected. Press. 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 God is doing a new thing this year. I want to be part of it. In the name of Jesus. Number six. Number six. I'm going to stop on this for today. Number six. Oh, you don't want to miss next week. Number six. Embrace favor. <laughs> what did I say? Embrace favor. I found out that some people find it difficult to actually receive favor. Embrace favor. There's no one. No one has really enjoyed divine progress without favor. Embrace favor. Every glorious destiny is a product of favor. We are, wherever we are in life, by his grace, and you cannot find favor without grace and mercy. They go together. If Jesus Christ needed favor, why won't you embrace favor? The Bible said concerning Jesus, this Jesus, this little boy, he said that he had favor with God and with men. This year, may favor accompany you. May favor be visible upon your business, upon your household, upon your career. May it be visible upon your going out and your coming in. The favor of the Lord will be yours in the name of Jesus. That's what the psalmist said. He said his favor is for life. His anger is but for a moment. Receive the favor that is for life. Not for one year. Favor that is for life. In the name of Jesus. Favor means there is a quality. Listen to me. Without favor you don't have quality life. Receive quality life. In the name of Jesus. Ah, It is favor that determines quality life quality life. <laughs> I was telling, I was telling Jaffet just uh, I think yesterday or the other day. I said, Jaffet, we have lived in this house now for 16 and a half years. Praise will be 17 in the next two few months. So, about 17 years. Last year, 
Josie and I discovered some new things in the house we have been living in for 16 years. Great stuff that were buried, not buried on the ground. They were there, but we couldn't see. Favor will come to you with levels of packages. Are you getting my point now? And I mean levels of packages. Things that you, are, you have been thinking, if I have money, I need to go and do that. But he came in and I said, favor will unveil it. May favor unveil next level of blessing in your life. In the name of Jesus. Favor will renew your years. Oh, rababaka satan lebrebu. Rekalo prosondo brakatan lekelerebu boria. Favor, 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 favor. The psalmist said in Psalm 30, verse 7. He says, Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain to stand strong. In the name of Jesus, every effort of the of the enemy to pull down your blessing, your mountain of blessing, your mountain of increase, your mountain of joy. I decree this year, let the favor of God sustain you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in Psalm 102, verse 13, David said, You shall arise and have mercy upon Zion, for this is a time to favor her. Yes, the time to favor Zion has come. Receive your time of favor in the name of Jesus. If you are hearing me, receive it, rise on your feet, begin to bless the Lord. Bible says the favor of the Lord is for life. One day of favor is blessed, much blessed than many years of labor. This year, in the name of Jesus, may the Lord bless your one day of favor. In the name of Jesus, favor will collapse years. Favor will collapse years. Ah, in today's this year, receive speedy returns. Speedy returns of your labor. Speedy returns of your labor. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus four four. 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.